Promo Kitchen is a nonprofit organization committed to the advancement of the promotional products industry through education and mentorship. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen podcast. If you are a new listener, the PK podcast is a community-inspired conversation featuring guest suppliers, distributors, and service providers discussing insights into the $20 billion promotional products business. My name is Mark Graham, CEO of Common Skew, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow chef Danny Rosen, president of Brand Fuel Promotions. In today's episode, we are going to explore the new and exciting world of 3D printing. 3D printing has been getting a lot of play in the media these days, but many of us in the promotional products industry are waiting for 3D technology to make an impact within our professional day-to-day lives. Presently, 3D printing represents an intriguing yet very small niche. However, this is poised to change. Suppliers are increasingly using 3D printing to create inexpensive prototypes and marketplaces are being set up to sell 3D printed goods to end clients. Immersed in this vibrant world, we find today's guest. Kevin Maloney is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Zverse, a 3D printing platform devoted to, quote, making the world's content 3D printable, end quote. Kevin is chiefly responsible for developing relationships with many of Zverse's key partners and customers. He's a sales rock star as he has presided over the company's rapid growth trajectory over the last two years. Prior to Zverse, Kevin was a sales executive with Fortune 500 medical device manufacturer, Boston Scientific. Prior to this role, Kevin was the first sales rep hired at a startup called Fine Line Technologies. Lastly, Kevin earned an MBA from the Terry College of Business at the University of Georgia and a Bachelor of Arts in Business Administration from Presbyterian College. Kevin, without further ado, welcome to the show, my friend. Glad to be here. Very excited to, to talk about 3D printing. Absolutely. We're, we're super excited as well. So why don't we start off uh, with this. Kevin, why don't you tell the Promo Kitchen community what Zverse is all about and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, my partner and I, uh, John Carrington, uh, co-founded Zverse about two years ago. And um, it was really on the premise that we thought 3D printing was super, super cool, um, that you could print things, design it one day, print it overnight, and have the finished product the next day. Mm. Um, what we quickly identified, what we thought was a problem with 3D printing, was the content being delivered. Um, meaning, you know, if you wanted to 3D print a comb, wow, that's cool, you could make that overnight, but not so cool that you'd have to pay $20 uh, for that 3D printed comb. And, um, and the fact, if you really just wanted a comb, you'd probably run down to the local supermarket and buy a comb. Mm. Um, so that's where we really saw the, 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 the niche that we thought we could fill, is to provide uh, three-dimensional content of people's current 2D content, so that could be you know, any type of product you can think of in a 2D environment, uh, full color, uh, things that, of that nature that you could print on, using a 3D printer. And, and so tell me a little bit about your operation. Like is, is, is it such that I would go onto your website and I would upload uh, a design, a 2D dimensional design, and then you have uh, 
a manufacturing process or a bunch of maker bots, so to speak, and then you receive the file, you then professionally print it, and then ship it out to whatever address I have identified in my order. Is that how it works? Uh, that, that's how it could work. That's right. Uh, so today, there's uh, uh, we do have a website uh, powered by our layer software technology. Okay. And um, what layer allows you to do is upload a, uh, for example, a photo, a, uh, a piece of artwork, a, a logo, a branded logo, and our layer software actually converts it to a 3D printable file by giving it texture, by giving it depth, uh, all in full color. Um, and you mentioned MakerBot, which you know they, everybody knows a lot about MakerBot. That's a well-established printing brand. But uh, what we use here is four-color process, full-color 3D printers. And um, there's a company uh, out of Rock Hill, South Carolina, that makes the only one in the world called 3D Systems. Okay. And they're the end manufacturer of the printers. But uh, yeah, essentially what you said is, is pretty spot on. You can upload an image, upload. Uh, a logo, upload anything, and um, input into the layer software on our end, spits out a 3D printable file and it's ready to print within minutes. I see. So so the equipment and machinery that you have is like industrial strength enterprise class as opposed to the more inexpensive sub $1,000 maker bots that the enthusiast might have at his or her, or at his or her own home. Is that is that correct? Very accurate, and, and really the distinction in, in our industry and in our community is the uh, the maker bots are the tinkerers, the, the, the person that might have a good idea of, of doing a prototype part and want on the desktop at an affordable price point. What we're doing is full color, high end uh, um, stuff. You're going to put a little bit more time, a little more thought into the design, and, and eventually the consumer aspect. You know, the color has to be spot on. The the, uh, the design has to be spot on. There's a little little harder set of eyes looking at what we do versus the MakerBot stuff. Yeah, and and uh, I'll uh, I'll just make one more comment, and then I'll, I'll let jump or sorry, uh, Danny Danny jump in. Um, I remember taking a 3D printing class probably about a year and a half ago. There was a, a local. Um, organization here in Toronto that was offering 3D printing for people who were interested in 3D printing and um, I went in for the day and learned how to use the software and then they were printing uh, everything that we created on MakerBots and what was interesting to me is that while I found it quite fascinating I also felt that we were in very very early days like to even output the print file to the MakerBot required all sorts of almost custom programming to output the file and get the thing printed and then when it ultimately was printed it was it was very very basic um, so while it was exciting I still felt okay for for the average citizen or the average person they're gonna still need a little bit more help uh, from a professional and I suspect that's where a company like Zevers comes in. You know, and you nailed it on the head, Mark. We have a, uh, a lot of people in the industry refer to as the uh, democratization of 3D printing. It's really to where, you know, Mark Dane and all of your listeners out there could um, have access to 3D printing and make it easy so that literally you're just sending a file, a JPEG, you know, an artwork file, UPS maybe, 
um, sending that to us, and, and we convert that for you and give you access to 3D printing without have, having to have a PhD in engineering. Got it. The idea around um, what you guys are doing and how um, that may uh, integrate into the promotional products industry, I think, is what most of our listeners are, are curious about and, and your vision there. But um, I think that can probably best be shared um, by way of maybe sharing some case studies or some stories around how that would be relevant. And, um, and so I'm going to share one, my first interaction. Mark shared one. Uh, with you. My first interaction with uh, 3D print technology was several years ago. Um, I saw on a uh, news feed somewhere that there was an Italian company that was taking uh, 2D images, uh, ultrasound uh, photography, and they were creating uh, a 3D um, model of your unborn child that you could put on your, on your mantle. And I thought, okay. All right, now I, I get the, the bobblehead creations and and uh, some of the widgets that need to be, you know, added to, uh, you know, your your home when when something breaks down and you can get this part made or whatever for your car. But that really struck me as something that is um, certainly uh, a, a little bit of shock value to it. But I was like, wow, the the world in that space is literally uh, wide open. So um, share with us, if you would, um, some case studies. I know you're you're deep in the licensing world. You talked about the need to really um, be true to Pantone colors and, and brand standards, which is what our industry is all about. We've got to be great stewards of our clients' brands. Talk to us maybe around some of the case studies of things that you have done that would sort of interplay in the promotional product industry and make sense for listeners. Absolutely. Uh, well, as you mentioned, Danny, there's, there's, we do have a lot of uh, licensed content. And that could be, you know, athletic sports teams, uh, you know, college, professional, university um, stuff, uh, as well on the B2B side, which I think uh, may apply uh, to many of your listeners. Um, th there's a unique study, uh, a, a unique example would be uh, we had a customer, uh, a Fortune 500 oil company, that was looking for something unique and specific uh, to their uh, branded branded message and their logo, full color, um, and they wanted something different for their top 200 executives that um, uh, would really stand out and really have an impact that um, really, really, really illustrated their message of using technology to progress the company in an industry that is, you know, relatively, I guess, kind of. Uh, Stagnant, I guess is what you might call that. But um, so they came to us with a two-dimensional photo of an oil rig, um, literally out in the middle of the ocean somewhere, um, and it's a uh, kind of a metallic-colored oil rig. And um, they asked us to put that in. You know, can you what can you do with this to make it 3D? And the options were we could make it a uh, like a imagine a full oil rig sitting on your desktop. And that oil rig would be in full color, so it would be the whatever color the oil rig is with water around it. So imagine that on like a 10 by 10 piece mounted on a nice, uh, you know, wood uh, base, um, any color you want. Uh, but that that would give technology saying, hey, this was 3D printed. This was you know designed and made within days, and look how great it looks with the vibrant colors of the water and the rig. What they ultimately decided on doing was a real uh, real nice logo of their, their brand, of the oil company, 
um, with the rig in a 3D photo reveal, which is like a photo relief. Um, so imagine a two-dimensional picture with the oil rig in its own dimension and layers of depth coming out of the photograph. Hmm. Full color with the, uh, the brand um, in full color. Uh, and it really, really had a great impact, and they, you know, they said it was like any, no other gift they'd ever uh, uh, purchased before, and uh, the executives were really happy. Yeah, that's that's a great uh, case study. Maybe, um, maybe for one more, just to to give an example, and I think listeners will probably think, so he's selling uh, direct to large Fortune 500 brands, and I think it's important to sort of couch and frame that with the um, the comment that. You guys are now looking into moving from, you know, selling direct to Fortune 500 companies and, and looking at the possibility where you may sell through a sales channel, whether it's a distributor like Right Sleeve or Brand Fuel or alignment with, with some sort of supplier in our space uh, because there's probably a greater potential there for you to reach end users and, and corporations. So I want to make sure I frame that um, because I know you guys are investigating it and one reason why we're talking to you guys. Um, but you share with me a story that I think is a real good one, another case study where you um, were doing some licensing uh, with uh, one of the colleges, uh, I think it's South Carolina, and there was a quick urgent need recognition piece um, for an event, and they didn't have a lot of time. They had a decent budget, and you guys came up with, with what exactly? What happened in that story? Yeah, that's very interesting because we, uh, it was our first sale um, ever. And that was in uh, September of 2013, and uh, we, we had opened our doors about six months earlier as a startup, zero revenue, and um, we were looking for ways to apply our technology of 2D to 3D. And um, we, we had been banging on the door at the University of South Carolina, and uh, they had a, a recognition event uh, during halftime of the uh, football game, their last home game. In a, in, a, in a venue that seats about 85,000 people. And with 10 days left, they had no gift. They wanted a premium gift to give to the 30 uh, military uh, heroes that um, had served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And one of them included uh, Kyle Carpenter, who about uh, probably 10 months ago was awarded the um, Congressional Medal of Honor. Um, and Kyle is a, um, uh, I think he's maybe a sophomore or junior now at the University of South Carolina after his uh, enlistment in the United States Army. So, um, so Kyle was a part of that as well, and we were, we were happy to be given the task. But the task was come up with a premium gift like these guys have never seen before that's going to be given to them um, on TV, uh, on live TV, uh, on the Jumbotron, that is really going to represent the University of South Carolina brand. And we pitched one thing to them. It was the first thing that, that we said that they said they wanted to do, and that was a stadium replica of williams Bryce Stadium here in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, and literally, we designed that within about three days. And with our one machine at the time, spent about five days getting it ready to, uh, uh, to produce and, and get it to the customer. In front of 85,000 people, uh, the president and the athletic director of the University of South Carolina gave it to these 30 uh, men and women on the field um, in front of 85,000 cheering fans, and it was really, really a special moment. 
and you could see the look on their faces when they got these uh, replicas of the stadium, full color, very premium gift, that they you could tell that they'd never seen anything like that before. And the fact that um, you know we did that for university, they now we do work for about you know seven or eight different departments, and a lot of times it has to do with premium uh, gift recognition. Um, we've done uh, buildings, new new facilities on campus. We'll do models that they give to their top thirty donors and things of that nature. Um, but uh, hey, I, I did want to make one point, Danny. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the oil company and going direct. Well, one thing I did want to say real quick, that actually was not a direct deal. We did that through a promotional product company. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so it was through a, uh, it was through a distributor. So um, it was not direct. So, and, and really our, our, again, we've only been in business for two years uh, and we're, we're, you know, initially kind of navigating, but we would definitely recognize that uh, the industry, you know, there's deep, deep relationships and um, um, we, we, you know, help any way we can. Yeah, thanks for um, throwing some, some caveats out there. I think that's important for listeners to know. Um, it's exciting where, where you guys are, are coming into our industry in whatever way you can and, and uh, where the, the, the changes out there in the real world, you're sort of bringing some of those changes out into our space, which I think is, is smart, but it's going to be hard. Um, so I just wanted to sort of frame what you said about those experiences uh, and, the, and sort of the case studies that you just shared, and I'll turn it over to Mark. Just from a comment standpoint, I'm thinking about how these the, the 3D um, print technology is actually sold. It seems like in, in both those cases, it was um, one very timely, so you were able to produce things fairly quickly. Um, they were you were able to be on brand. Um, prices, and, and I'm curious about this, but it seems like for what you get, it's realistic, reasonable, especially corporations that may be willing to pay a little bit more of a premium for something that, and, and this is the key one here, is, is very personalized, yeah. um, which is something you're able to do. And then last, my last comment for listeners is that it seems like 3D print technology is a, at least today as it's really fresh and new, um, seems like it's a massive door opener um, for you guys to be banging on that door at the University of South Carolina and trying to get in there and, and for this thing to be the door opener, it seems like that creates some opportunities for us as well. Hey, Kevin, um, so I get the licensing side of, of your business and, and no question, massive opportunities there. What I'm curious about is getting your take on what other B2B customer segments are good targets for 3D printed goods. Yeah, great, great question, Mark. The uh, Really, you know, 3D printing is not... Uh, it's not new. People, yeah, I think it's hard for people to get their arms around that, but the technology has really been around for about 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, it, but it primarily has spent its time in the uh, B2B market, um, and, and a lot of that is around prototyping. And, you know, it's kind of a, uh, uh, it really has evolved in the consumer side about when John and I got into this market. Mm. Um, so, so really, that's the first time that you know you or I or, or Danny might have access is in the last couple of years. And you mentioned MakerBot, um, and a lot of that has to do with the the uh, evolution of uh, desktop 3D printers. It's kind of you know puts it at a price point where anybody can get access. 
Now, whether they can can use those, and they, like you kind of mentioned, the, the barrier of entry and the education, uh, that's kind of a different story. But really, this is, you know the, the market is wide open, and uh, you know full color is here, and premium gifting is here. Mm. Uh, but I really think outside of licensing, B2B gifting, premium gifts. I know um, you guys have mentioned that 10% of the uh, $20 billion market is probably premium gifts. Um, and that can be to any industry, anybody, nonprofits, for-profit, um, education. Education is huge. Um, you know, like as I mentioned, within South Carolina, there's seven different departments that place orders at that one university. Um, but there's, there's really the sky is the limit. Um, and I see any customer you have, I guarantee you if you mention that you're into 3D printing, um, you're, you're not going to get turned away. There will at least be a conversation that's had. There, there was, um, and, and credit to Danny for this, I'm uh, just going back to an email exchange that Danny and I, uh, Danny and I had about a week ago, and it was a, a a blog post that Danny, you shared with me, and it was titled, Nissan Follows Up Super Bowl Ad by Framing People's Hashtag With Dad Photo Posts. And the, I'll just quickly read the blurb here to, get, to give some insight, and then I'll ask you a question. Um, and this could, this is, I think, a really cool idea. I hope Brand Fuel takes this one and sells like a $100,000 deal in Nissan. Um, so here it is. Uh, Nissan followed up its Super Bowl spot celebrating fathers by turning the social media element its hashtag with dad hashtag into a physical memento. Over 11,000 people shared their with dad photos during the game, and after picking the most inspiring and creative ones, agency TWA Kaya Day teamed up with San Francisco-based startup Social Print Studio to surprise about 100 people by offering to print and deliver a framed version of their with dad photo for free. The initiative has resulted in more goodwill towards the brand via Instagram and Twitter. And I remember when the conversation that we had when Danny shared this was, like, imagine, I mean, I know that was a printed, a 2D printed photograph, but imagine if there was something that, if there was an actual 3D uh, element to that, you know, maybe taken from an Instagram photo. I'm not quite sure how that would work, but I think of, I think of the distributor who goes to Nissan or whoever their end client is and says, hey, we could do this and we could print uh, 100 or 250 or maybe even all 11,000 of these completely customized images, throw a Nissan logo on the back of this, and then we take care of the fulfillment and send it out to each of these individual people. I, I can't imagine how nuts people would go for something like that. And I mean, when I saw that, I think that's that's one of those killer applications for 3D printing in the promotional products business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and um, and that, that's a lot of what our technology is based on doing exactly what you said. If you took that two-dimensional photo and make it a 3D relief, um, yeah. it, it, it's a great, great marketing idea. Um, I, I will share this with you with, uh, over the Super Bowl. If everybody watched the halftime show, yep. They have the uh, the land sharks in the background. Did you? Did, did, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, Danny, that was you on the left, wasn't it? You you were the guy in the. I was the, the shark one on the right. Oh, you're on the right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that 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 was posted to a 3D print marketplace. Yep. Uh, without you know uh, the consent of the the uh, the artist, but what's neat about that is you can actually sell in 3D printing, you can actually sell 
the design yep. long before you're selling the physical product. Yep. So you can instantaneously have things in e-commerce, uh, you know, on the internet, on your site, long before they're ever 3D designed or modeled, you know, via layer software or an actual hand artist. Um, so that's really, that's really. A, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a huge advantage to our space. Um, I, I'll I'll throw in one more quick question for you. Um, I, I believe the site that you're referring to was a, a site called Shapeways, um, which for those people who aren't familiar with it is is a, a very robust and popular um, online marketplace for 3D printed goods. Um, I, I think the, the, the model around a Shapeways is really interesting because it's allowing people to come to, together and not only create their own storefronts, a bit like Zazzle and Cafe Press, but it's all 3D printed technology. Um, is Zverse a bit like that in terms of Shapeways or do you not have a marketplace model like them? Um, it, it, we really admire Shapeways and what they've done. And they're kind of one of the pioneers in the uh, 3D marketplace. Uh, as you know, Amazon uh, has a 3D marketplace now as well, and uh, there'll be some others coming out here shortly. Um, we kind of take a little bit different approach to it. Uh, we feel the content that we're producing and that we're providing is uh, content that is customized to people, to individuals, to corporations. Got it. Um, whereas Shapeways is recommending you buy certain uh, uh, products. Uh, Zverse.com allows you to upload your content, right? So your, your photo, your image, your logo, uh, and really let the user decide what they want. Uh, so that that's a little bit, and I, and I think you can do that on Shapeways, but don't really. I think they're more of the you know, hey, uh, you know, Mark came out with a cool little product. I'm going to put it on there and sell it for fifty dollars each, right? Um, and, and but we we kind of wanted to be about the customer and about what you want. Right, you're you're more on the manufacturing side, whereas a model like a Shapeways would be like manufacturing plus marketplace, which is not dissimilar to Zazzle, which is a brand that I think a lot of people in our community would uh, would know about. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so we do we do design, manufacture, uh, host here as well. But um, again, uh, whereas Shapeways, you'll get on there and pick item A. Right. On Zverse, you would actually upload item A, which is your item, right. and then our software spits it out and shows you what it'll look like, and you make that decision to purchase at that time. Right. So, um, I was just—I can't think of these crazy ways to to like take advantage of even if you just were like an individual person, maybe it's a distributor, even a supplier to sort of capitalize on on moments that happen. Um, and I was thinking the Grammys were on Sunday and. You know, we we probably all love music and hopefully got to see it. But I I was thinking if, if just for fun, like it, I may, I could set up a quick micro site that had um, there was a, a moment where uh, Kanye West decides to get up on stage when when he didn't expect Beck to win the album of the year, right? And uh, again, he's going up on stage, and there's this someone captures some video of of Jay-Z's face, this like, what are you doing look on your face, you, you jack A, you know, like, what are you thinking? And like, I could capture that image and send it to you guys. You could produce it in some iteration, whether that's a framed thing, just something fun, funny tongue-in-cheek uh, that could be produced and, and sold in, com in a commerce space online very quickly, right? Am I wrong or am I right there? 
Yeah, you're very right. That's the that's the beauty of it and the and the coolness of it. Um, you know, that particular you know uh, instance, there would be a, a licensing play in there, but um, to Kanye, I guess. But um, yeah, you're right. That's that's it. It's capturing people's moments. It's capturing you know their their humor, capturing their emotion, um, whatever that event is that we want to capture that. Um, you know, you've always been able to do that with two-dimensional photography, but what about capturing it to where you can see the depths, you know, of a smile, the depths of the, you know, the cheeks, you know, crunched up, and, you know, and and catch the person in the background and, and realize from the photo that, hey, that person's probably a couple feet behind that. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot of different, you know, we call it internally layers of depth, and, and that's how we came up with the name layer for our software. Right. Um, because you can actually see the depth of the photo now. So, so not that. So, not only is it timely and it's on brand and it's you know fairly realistically priced and it's uh, it's highly personalized and it's a door opener, but it just seems like a tremendous. I mean, like uh, amazing amount more so than almost anything I can think of. Amount of creativity that that is is delivered here with this this line and and um, or this technology. And I think I think that's exciting for. For our industry, so um, I know you guys were featured uh, as a designer on uh, Amazon's 3D print store, uh, which is really says a lot about you guys. Um, how did that How did that work out? Um, are you still a part of that? Are you seeing some business come through there? What type of business is coming through that through that uh, channel? Sure, sure. Um, it's interesting. Amazon approached us, which you know, being a, a part owner of a small business. In Amazon calls, there's a lot of high fives and you know uh, uh, jumping up and down. But uh, so very very flattered to be working with Amazon. Um, they they saw our licensed content on the uh, internet on our website and uh, were were amazed that we were able to tap into the collegiate uh, sporting goods market. Um, with our stadium replicas and mascot figurines that all could be personalized to um, individual purchasers. Um, so imagine a, uh, a stadium or a plaque or something like that of a university where you could put not only that university's logo, but also, you know, Jim Johnson, you know, class of 95, go dogs or something like that with that. So, so really that, that's what um, the customization part of that is, is what uh, really intrigued Amazon. and um, began that partnership. Um, what's interesting, and, and you find this in 3D printing, and, and kind of we're, we're the anti the, I don't know, 3D printing a, a establishment. We're not really makers. They call it the maker movement in 3D printing, which is the, the trinket guys, the maker bot guys might, that might have the desktop. Right. We kind of more into, well, heck, what are, what are people going to buy? You know, what, yeah. what can you monetize? What, what, um, what's exciting to people that are already buying? You know, licensed content that are already buying premium gifts. So that's really where we, we fit into the into the mix. And we just got on Amazon in November. And they launched the site, and um, we had been on Amazon for a year and a half previous. But when, when we went on the 3D print site uh, portion of Amazon, our sales uh, increased by at least 50 percent. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a huge milestone. Thank you very much. Yeah.
So, so with that said, um, I did a little uh, like like Mark and I try to do. Um, we, we talk about um, preparing and preventing versus repair and, and repent, um, which means we we do a lot of um, investigative work beforehand. I actually um, I watched Print the Legend, um, this <laughs> this documentary on your industry, and although. It, it, it was really a battle of two entrepreneurial businesses that sort of went head to head and and there's a, a lot of story about stories about leadership and and, and losing and winning um, it really wasn't as much about the, the technology but there was a lot in the beginning that was really intriguing to me um, so one thing I took away though was um, thinking about this budding industry um, as perceived as either a friend or a foe uh, you know a hero or a villain right um, and there was a segment in there about the guy that made the guns and kept making the guns, and you know. And I, I know you guys probably have to address that all the time. But um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you're, there's a perception that's out there um, that it's a threat uh, that people are making guns in their in their basements now. Um, but then there are all these wonderful things like you know the brand branding merchandising side of the industry that we're talking about. What are your thoughts there? Well, I, that's. A great documentary on Netflix, Print the Legend, and um, over the last couple of years, John and I have been fortunate to meet many of the, uh, the, the participants in the documentary, and they're all great people, I will say that. A um, couple things, you know, you mentioned the printing of the gun. I, you know, I, I do talk about it in, in a documentary, people choose not to address that, but um, really, in my opinion, it's going to happen. Um, it, it, with any technology, it's uh, good things. Good's going to come, and bad's going to come, and hopefully the uh, the good outweighs the bad by you know tenfold. Um, but the technology is there already. You know they're they're printing you know on titanium, you know, using titanium, metal, anything you can think of. You know I mean, but then but then you have to think about the applications. Um, you know that uh, in, in the uh, documentary about printing hands, uh, you know, printing a leg, you know, a custom fitted hand, custom fitted leg, where somebody can walk or grab something. There's all the applications uh, uh, that really, really help people, and um, you know, it kind of outweighs outweighs the bad for sure. It's uh, an interesting segue into. Uh, a topic that is a real hot button topic in in the promotional products industry, Kevin, and it's around product safety. Um, as 3D technology and Zverse gets more involved in the promotional products industry, is there anything that you can uh, uh, is there anything that you can talk about to address concerns around 3D printing and product safety within the industry? Um. Well, more, most importantly is I, I think, uh, um, especially you know, here at Zverse, we're working to uh, adhere to industry standards of quality and safety. Um, uh, I was, as, as you guys know, I was at PPAI, and, I, and I've really noticed a, a big emphasis on that with the keynote speakers and, and booths and things of that nature. So, so that's important to you guys. It's very important to us. Um, you know, our, our particular product, is not meant for children. Um, it's meant for uh, you know, over the age of 18, and um, we're not really in the trinket market either. So things we're doing are full color, uh, you know, photos and, and uh, donor gifting and things of that nature, recognition gifts. 
Um, so we're, we don't play in that as much, say as the 3D printed comb or 3D printed, uh, you know, toy and things like that. Right. But I do think the industry is watching closely and uh, uh, will continue to, you know, at least stay at the bar. Well, and I think it's it's certainly your comment about kids is, is, is a very good one. And I think that if you look at product safety more holistically or from a bigger picture perspective, it's not only to do just with kids, but it also has to do with the types of materials you're using, the substrates, the, the uh, like how you're actually printing the product to make sure there's no lead inside it. And I mean, these are all the things that were, um, were examined um, under whenever we bring a product in from China, or particularly when it's coming in from China, there's a lot of regulations around that. So um, is there, uh, and I know it's really early days for 3D printing, but is there any kind of standardization or anything around the kinds of materials that you're using that a, a concerned distributor might be able to go and share with their end customer about the safety of the materials you're using? Uh, great question. Um, the uh, first of all, all of uh, the cool thing about 3D printing is additive manufacturing is that most of it's done here uh, locally in the United States. So, for example, Zverse, all the materials and machines, everything we use originates in the United States. Right. Um, so, so you know, when you talk about things coming from international and things like that, we don't really deal with that. Um, and, and that's important because many of our uh, uh, licensed partners, like for example, the University of Notre Dame, they, they uh, make some stipulations about uh, you know where you, uh, which countries you deal with, and things of that nature too. So, very important to us, very important to Zverse. Um, you know, the particular material we use uh, is is called sandstone. Right. Okay. Um, which is you know a powder-like substance. Yeah. Which is essentially added together. Each particle is added together. It's amazing. With, with kind of a glue material. Right. And because each layer is printed up, so for example, if you printed a, a building replica about four inches high, 10, 10 by 10, um, it's about 600 different layers that are added on top of each other. So imagine a, a big, large arm going back and forth, adding a layer, adding a layer, adding a layer. As each layer is applied, full color comes right behind it. I, I'm so, thinking of like a big sandcastle is what I'm thinking in my, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it could, yeah, that's not a bad way to do it, except it's going up 600 layers in one layer at a time. Right. <laughs> each time, yeah. So, so really, really, really neat. But, you know, on the safety side, uh, you know, we, uh, again, don't make any claims that it's safe for children and things of that nature. And I, I really, I don't think, I think the industry's done a pretty good job of that as well. Uh, but again, as it as it hits the mainstream, as it continues to hit the mainstream, you probably will read and hear more about that. Yep. Cool. That's good. Well, um, I think we're rounding the corner here to uh, to sort of wrap some things up. I I uh, I think on behalf of, of Mark and myself and the Promo Kitchen community, really appreciate you joining us. It's uh, it's been it's been entertaining and insightful, um, and it's uh, it really is exciting to have this conversation with you because. As I told a few of my uh, my folks that I work with here at Brandfuel before I got on this podcast, I was all excited about talking to you and exploring um, and sharing with with the community. I said uh, I said I think we're going to look back on this podcast in like two years and just sort of laugh at the stuff we were asking because uh, <laughs> it's sort of idiotic. But um, right. because the space is moving really quickly, right? I mean, there's a lot of change afoot, 
Um, but it's nice to have you on as a guest. I, I think the last thing I would ask you, um, Kevin, is I, I, my guess is there will be some distributors, maybe some suppliers. And I know we're, you and I are talking about how to sort of introduce you into the space. But they may want to contact you directly. And I think that's totally fine. Um, and probably a good thing for you as you navigate your way into um, whatever business channels you, you, you guys decide in this early part of your, um, your business. Um, let us know how um, folks can connect with you. And we will add that on promokitchen.org. And, uh, and maybe you can see some business come out of it. Absolutely, guys. And, and uh, Mark and Danny, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for having Zverse and talk about it. We're extremely passionate about what we do in the industry. And um, I can see the same from you guys and, and the, the way you, you do business. And, and I have a lot of passion for your space and, and uh, all, you know, even down to the uh, you know, safety discussion. So thanks so much for having me. And, uh, you know, uh, again, our website's zburst.com. And um, uh, all my information's there. Or, you know, feel free to shoot me an email at Kevin, sorry, Kevin at zburst.com. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And really, the best ideas come from people like yourselves. So that's uh, customers always have the uh, the insights and the and know their industry better than we do. So look forward to it, guys. And thanks for having me. That's great. Thanks so much, Kevin. That was a real uh, real pleasure. You have a wonderful day, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Go 